This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. I don't think I've ever not been in the chair when the show starts. <laughs> okay, so I have a really good excuse, though. Oh, I'm not playing. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay, so I have a really good excuse. At the end of the show, we're going to do this story about a woman in Florida who was a teacher who has now resigned after the sheriff outed her as having video calls with one of the inmates. And there's video. I can't find the video. I just spent like the last 20 minutes trying to find that video. Because it exists. It's one of those showboat sheriffs from Florida who is constantly getting up and bragging about how good they are. And they, they hold these elaborate press conferences and shit. So he did a whole rundown and played the video at the press conference. And it exists. It's on Facebook, supposedly. But I couldn't find And, like, if I can't find it, that's something. I'm good at finding shit, but that is the reason why. I look down and it's like 7.53. I haven't fixed myself up. I have nothing ready in terms of technology. This is a sheriff that I follow on Facebook, but it's not uh, it's not Sheriff uh, Grady, Grady Judd. That's his name. Grady Judd. It is not him. It is, it is A.J. Smith. It's one of the other showboating sheriffs from Florida. There's four or five of them. But my friends, that is, and Warlord, if you would like, I'll hit you with, with the link to the New York Post story, which usually New York Post would link to the story. It would link to the video. So there, it's in the, uh, it's in the troll chat. If you would like to try to find that video for me, you're welcome to. Supposedly, it is on the Franklin County, Florida sheriff's Facebook page and here's the thing is just the cursory reading of the story that I did in order for it to make the list here on the show tonight I feel like I'm on the side of the teacher and she probably shouldn't have been fired or resigned I think the sheriff is in the wrong this seems like a totally consensual relationship with a woman and an inmate and some women have that fetish some men have that fetish some like no need to slut shame no need to king shame it seems perfectly harmless but she was a teacher and apparently she was doing it at the school so <laughs> So, probably shouldn't do it at the school, but I think the sheriff was in the wrong. It was a, it was a story of cop abuse in my mind. I mean, it is a story. We're gonna do the story, and the and the New York Post has stills from the video from the press conference. 
But I wanted the whole video. Like, you know me. I want to watch the whole fucking video. Let's watch the whole thing. Probably wrong on my part, too. That poor woman. Imagine having that video get out in public. I feel sorry for her. I'm on her side. We'll say piece of advice before you have any sort of sexual relation, even if it's just over the telephone or the voice chat or whatever, uh, I do highly encourage you to uh, wash your ass. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. I love that. So yeah, that's why I was, I put on a orange bandana. This isn't even a red bandana. I didn't notice it until I went into the bathroom in there. An orange bandana, not a red bandana. That's how, like, I just looked down like, oh shit, I've been looking for this video for way too long and it's time, it's time to stream. I open up the software and you guys are already chatting (laughs) before I've even hit start. Like, damn, I'm behind. What is up, Devil, Clinically, Warlord, Squid, Squid, Skidadare, my friend, somebody shout out Skidadare for me, Mater, good evening, Merkin, there's a lot of you in here, snuck right in on me, called me gay and fake, maybe, hey, so, just so you guys know, uh, Josiah Freak. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, Elon gave me my real me Twitter back. Something I have, uh, something I have begged for for weeks and weeks and weeks now. Bitch, devil, bitch. Congratulations, though. I, I do believe you got a job offer, I, I, if I remember that correctly. If I, if I saw that on Twitter... Possibly on one of my accounts. (laughs) So I didn't know what the ban was for, but I had to delete the tweets. Once they gave me the Twitter back, I had to delete the tweets that I was banned for. So I did actually get to see what I was banned for. And there was a time where I freely used used the F as someone who sucks some dick. Uh, I felt that it was it was totally cool for me to use the F slur, and when someone would use the F slur on me on social media, I would come back at them. <laughs> but I. Uh, used the at symbol for the A. And I used an exclamation point for the T. I guess, yes, Elon has told me I'm allowed to say that now. The, remember, I have not posted on Twitter in over three years. As me, as as real Mr. Justin Freakin'. At Mr. Justin Freakin'. That is my Twitter handle. That is my original Twitter. My Twitter says that I've been around since 2010, 2011 now. I ain't no, I ain't no Johnny come lately to the party. <laughs> and also, like, there is a wealth of stand-up comedy material. Because once upon a time, I used to use my Twitter to just only tweet my thoughts out and shit. 
and I would go back and, and use my tweets to put together new stand-up material. Hayes, good evening. They released me and Nick Fuentes on the same fucking day. Well, I mean, I've... So this is my, like, fifth time asking for it back since Elon took over. And I figured I'd get denied again because I was just like, wow, they're not going to let me back. But I didn't write anything in the box last time. Like, or the other times I've applied. So I wrote something this time, and I I saw the email, and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure this is going to be denied again. Nope, reactivated. I'm like, whoa. But they deactivated my stock puppet that I was using. Justin freaking without the eye. So I was going to get on there and tell everybody to follow real me and tag real me and shit. People, which, as if I'd even developed a following on that Twitter. Nobody, nobody fucking saw my tweets on that Twitter. Now, the funniest thing is, is my ex-best friend that I've talked about. I wondered. I was like, is she still following me on Twitter? Because this was before we ever had a falling out. And she was. I checked before I ever posted anything. I spent all day like posting uh, content I'd made since I've been banned. All kinds of content. Posted all, all, all goddamn day on the Twitter. Uploaded video after video. She'd blocked me within like a couple hours. I was like, aww, aww. I showed up in her feed. Just a surprise freaking out of nowhere. Surprise, bitch. Sparkles hasn't blocked me yet, though. Maybe. Maybe there's hope. I don't ever, uh... I don't ever send messages on Twitter. So, like, the two of them were, like, the only two messages in my inbox. That was easy to just uh, find out about that. I was hoping I'd get some friends back, but oh well. What'd that news be doing? We're going to talk about Rick and Morty. Apparently the show is still going to go on, despite the fact that the voice of Rick and Morty and the creator and used to be one of the writers is uh, not going to be on the show anymore. Not only is he the voice of Rick and Morty, he's the voice of a hell of a lot of other characters on the show. Got some, uh, got some really troubling claims against him. Speaking of troubling claims, apparently we got new George Santos claims. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> I didn't look. We're going to talk about Ticketmaster. They had a hearing today in, was it the Senate? I believe it was, it was the Senate, I believe. The Senate was back in session today. It might not have been the Senate. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. 
trying to remember if I had clips of, of, of anybody questioning anybody and if it was a senator or if it was a congressperson. I think it was the Senate. Oh, shit. We're going to talk about Biden's classified document scandal. We're going to talk about the newest classified document scandal. Is documents were found at uh, Mike Pence's residence, which I, I thought he didn't have a house. I thought he was broke when he went to the White House. Bought one since. Tell you about Donald Trump's legal troubles. We might have a criminal referral against him very soon. Maybe even there's there's a sealed indictment that will be unsealed shortly, possibly even within the week. He had a rant today, and it, it, it seemed like it was pretty unhinged. He dropped his appeal in the lawsuit against Letitia James. The lawsuit had been thrown out. He appealed it. He's now dropped that appeal. We're going to talk about what that might mean. Plus, in, in, in quite possibly the greatest Trump story that we've ever had. I know it's hard to top the many things that he's done. This weekend, he was at the funeral for Diamond of Diamond and Silk. He won a golf tournament 600 miles away while he was at the funeral for Diamond. He won a golf tournament. Maybe maybe we do need that man as president. If he can do that shit. I'm going to try not to cry um, at the just deluge of stories that I'm going to hit you with about how uh, trans community is under assault in this country. The broader LGBTQ community is under assault in this country. And many state legislatures were back in session today. And my God. They're monsters. And um, I'll give you plenty of content warning before we get there. Because it's a half hour or more of stories we're going to be talking about. From Missouri to West Virginia... Alabama requesting the the records of children who have had trans medical care, trans affirming medical care. I'm gonna tell you about how those laws are hurting mental health of the LGBTQ community. We're gonna go through the ACLU, which is tracking what is on. On, on track I, know, I was trying to think of a different word on track to be one of the worst years for legislation geared at the LGBTQ community specifically the trans community and shootings I've got shootings you want shootings I've got shootings I've got cop shootings I've got mass shootings I've got shootings of all kinds It's, it's just a thing. <laughs> okay, so Warlord is giving us an update and saying that the sheriff took the, the video down because of the inappropriate comments. 
That makes sense. First audience prize ever. Lenny, good evening. Tones, good evening. Mox, good evening. Roland is out. Justin Roland is out. I don't know how I feel about that. Apparently the... Was that the California one, Porg? Because we did that, what, that was a week ago. I've got another one for you. Footage released in Cherokee, North Carolina. I think we may have done this story originally, but the video has now been released. Also, we're going to talk about a shooting by Texas National Guards of a migrant at the border. Whole bunch of bullshit. Say the line, Justin. Just another day in Mass Shooting USA. This one's kind of flowing, flying under the radar because only three people dead that we know of thus far. Possibly standoff is still going on. Nope, 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 nope. He did. Suspect found dead after random shooting. Killed three people in Washington State. Oh, we already did that one, Tones. You're lagging behind. The suspect was found dead Tuesday, hours after three people were killed in a random shooting in Yakima, Washington. The triple homicide happened about 3.30 a.m. at a Circle K market. Yakima Police Chief Matt Murray said there was no apparent conflict between the parties. The male just walked in and started shooting. Late Tuesday afternoon, the chief announced that a suspect in the shooting had been discovered near a Target store. Someone phoned 911 at 2.16 p.m. to report a suspect in the shooting was possibly in the area of the retailer. Responding officers heard gunfire and discovered an injured man. He was later declared dead at the scene. The suspect apparently shot and killed himself, and that was prior to officers' arrival. Earlier, identified the suspect as Jared Haddock, 21, of Yakima County. The police chief in Yakima County. He looks like he's getting ready to tell us to Yakima Balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. You you have to make jokes. You have to make jokes when the news is so. We're off to a great start here in 2023. <laughs> uh, the new year brings in a grim wave of killings across the U.S. 
investigations underway across the West Coast. In picturesque Half Moon Bay just outside of San Francisco, officials identifying a possible motive in the massacre that left seven dead and one injured Monday evening. Only known connection between the victims and the suspect is that they may have been co-workers. Police say the gunman, 67 knew that last night. Zhao, opened fire at two farms. Oh my God. Oh, Sky Comet, good evening. This dude was 67. The other dude was 72. So we now have a record for the oldest mass shooter in U.S. history, according to the, the people who have been keeping records for the last 60 years. Did this guy, like, did he not know the age beforehand? Like, oh, I'm going to try to go for the record and try to be the oldest mass shooter one mile away from each other with a legally purchased semi-automatic weapon. Cases like this, we've never had one in this county of this many deaths at one scene. Headbowl. Hours later, the suspect found in the parking lot of a police substation and arrested. Now authorities investigate wow. another shooting in Yakima, Washington, looking for this man, 21-year-old Jared Haddock, suspected of killing three people at a Circle K convenience oh, store on Tuesday um, morning. He dead now. Suspect still on the loose. No, um, he dead now. Person, and uh, it's random, so there is a danger to the community. Uh, we don't have a motive. We don't know why. This comes after 11 people were killed during a Lunar New Year celebration in Monterey Park, California over the weekend. All of the victims in their 50s, We're not even going to mention Louisiana. ...identified, including Sho Juan Yu, 63-year-old Lilan Lee, and 68-year-old Valentino Alvaro, a father and grandfather. No way to prevent this, says the only country where this happens regularly. ...and hope that he is now dancing in heaven. And there is still no known motive in the Monterey Park shooting. Officials looking into a potential domestic violence scenario. Rena Roy, ABC News, Half Moon Bay, California. And didn't even mention the Louisiana shooting. Only 10 people were injured. It's not even a blip on the radar. But when it comes to the Monterey Park shooting, I do have heroic video of the man wrestling the gun from the shooter. A studio where most of us are seniors. But when I saw the picture of my mind, I feel that she's still right here. You know, I, I haven't been able to process and, and, and that in my head. You come every day, everyone is like family. So, and then you just practice together and then you go home and then you come again. Even though my friends were not hurt, I feel bad for like the families who are affected by this. So I decided to come and, you know, share my respects, bring some flowers. I live in Montebello, but I had to come and pay my respects to every one of these persons. It's like I cried already. All these people that lost their lives, that they still had a future. I wanted to give a very big blessing to this place to clear away the fear that has settled in the community, to restore the safety within our hearts. To remember our dance friends, we must keep going. Stunning video shows hero wrestling gun from killer. That's the video we want. Here we go. It's over here on NBC News. 
So wow. Wow. This is a surveillance video shows the moments a man disarmed the suspected shooter who allegedly killed multiple people in Monterey Park. And seen with the suspected gunman is Brandon Say. It happened at a second location in Alhambra after the suspect allegedly opened fire. No one was hurt at the Alhambra location. And I guess we have this guy to thank. Hold on, let me let me get my camera out of the way so you can see the shooter is coming out of a door. The bottom left-hand corner. They follows him out. We have a the camera is only picking up like every uh, five frames or something. That's why you're seeing it. Absolutely a hero. Points the gun at him. Motherfucker still tries to get his gun back. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Buddha Bean, good evening. <laughs> like, sit. Walk on out. Also, yes. Yet another person with a with a fantastic must. He just takes the gun, goes right back in. Feel like it's no big deal. I assume he's calling police now. Wow. Insane. At UPenn's prestigious Wharton Business. Oh. Yeah. It's all about Wharton. I'm sorry to podcast listeners, I didn't do a good job of describing what is going on. I'm I'm in awe of this badass who disarmed this old man. And the old man's still trying like 
after he disarmed the old man, the shooter, is now dead. Died in a shootout with police. The shooter keeps trying to get his gun back, and it's like they're having like a slap fight, and the other dude's like pointing at him, like, "No, dude, get back! No, bad old man!" And the old man, he, the old man, like slaps his finger as he's pointing at him, like, "I guess, shoo, shoo." And then the old man just casually walks out the door. He is already a mass murderer at this point. He has killed 10 people. Oh, he killed himself in the van the next day. So I try to preface things when I don't know for sure. I think I saw a headline that it died in a shootout with cops. It's somewhere between 36 and 39. I've lost count. Just another day. Oh yes, good evening. How are you? We're going to go to Murphy, North Carolina, or Cherokee, North Carolina. Murphy Man, it says. Cherokee County, North Carolina. Police have released the surveillance video from the night of the shooting. Surveillance footage inside the home of a Murphy, North Carolina man. Provides an inside look at a December raid that left the homeowner shot multiple times on December 13th. Jason Harley, uh, what, Confler? 41 was reportedly shot. I don't think I'm saying that right. Shot several times by members of the Cherokee Indian Police SWAT team. The incident was first reported by the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office in a press release posted to social media. Already said on Monday, December 12th. 911 call alerted, alerted authorities to a disturbance with several gunshots at a residence. According to the press release, recognizing there was an armed suspect present and a potential for a hostage situation, the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office obtained a search warrant and requested assistance from the Cherokee Indian Police Department SWAT team. I believe it is a reservation. Surveillance footage inside the residence. What's doing on? in there? Oh, hello. Guess they were in the bed. Whoa. What is going on? Get the bullhorn on him. I don't know. This is 4:57 a.m. Thing the dude does is light a cigarette. What the fuck? What the fuck indeed?
Whoa! Whoa! Why? I'm shot! What the hell? I'm shot! He's shot! What the hell did you do? I'm I'm dead! I'm shot! I'm shot! He's shot! He's shot! He had a flashlight in his hand. Yeah, he complied. They thought his flashlight was a gun. And he's still holding his hands up. Yep, they just leave him dying on the floor. I don't have a gun. I don't have a gun. I didn't have a gun. And even if he had a gun, that's ever been his right. I didn't have a gun. I didn't have one. I had to Turkey, please, am I here now? Turkey, please, am I here now? You know. Did you have me a mess? Yes, they're on their way. Oh, you shot me right there. Where are you here at? Okay, let's You shot him right in the chest. Hey, hey, Master, hold on. Start working on him. Yeah, his hands were in the air. Even if he had a gun, it was it was up. Howard cops. I'm amazed at the amount of, of, of movement. Crawled the fuck out. He did have his hands up. Did it mention why they were getting raided in the in the story when I was reading it earlier? It just says raid. Oh, they heard a they heard several gunshots, which seems to be a bullshit story since those two motherfuckers were asleep. We can tell that from the the footage. Do a they weren't doing shit. Fuck. Bro, fuck. Hey, Cam, that's the I heard him say camera, but they didn't try to fuck with it or anything. He was a disabled man. He was unarmed and complying with the commands of officers when he was shot. Oh, they have a whole press release. 
Communications received a 911 call indi- indicating a disturbance with several gunshots. Exactly like it couldn't have possibly been them. They were asleep. Bullshit. There is another video. Let's see. Let's see what this t- The local news hit. Nash, good evening. It could have been a swatting. And caught on video there, a controversial shooting involving a Cherokee County man and a SWAT team. The man who was shot survived and has posted the video you just saw. Now, we do not know if it is. Oh, uh, at least he survived. News 13's Charles Perez reports that video is raising questions about how the SWAT team responded. We're out here in front of the site where police say on Monday night, December 12th at around 11 p.m., shots rang out. Shots fired in the 41-year-old Jacob Harley Cloffer's camper. That's hard to watch over and over again. Police SWAT team leave him with a bullet in the knee and another in his gut. She was screaming, stop it, stop it. The response prompted by a neighbor's call to 911 released by Cherokee County 911 dispatch. I just heard his wife screaming, stop it, and then a bunch of shots went off, and now I can't hear her over there at all. The initial call came in just before 11 p.m. The Cherokee County Sheriff's Office then called in the Indian Reservation SWAT team for backup, and according to the sheriff, handed it it over to them. The 911 caller says the threat was real. You heard him say that he was going to kill everybody in the neighborhood? Yes, I even have on video, send the police, I'll get them too. On camera, you can see police toss a robotic device into the camper, followed by an unarmed clopper. Cherokee County Sheriff's Office, quote, the suspected shooter engaged in a verbal altercation with officers up and to the line the camper here. trailer and confronted officers. It's not crossing But the it. video may show a different series of events that have set off a storm of controversy about what really might have happened. Mr. Klopfer was rushed to the hospital and is recovering after surgery to his knee and his abdomen. The SBI has opened an investigation into the shooting, and Mr. Klopfer will have his day in court on March 9th, where he'll likely be responding to the 911 call that triggered the police response. How many shots have you heard? All together tonight, at least 10. Now, I spoke with the attorney for Jacob Hell, he could be out there target practicing on his, on his property. That's his when right. When I asked him, he wouldn't say when. In Cherokee County, I'm Charles Perez, News 13. Cherokee County Sheriff Dustin Smith says his office has no more information to release during the SBI investigation. We have also reached out to the Cherokee Reservation Police Department, but have not heard anything back yet. Only on news. Well. Texas, Texas silent after guard member shoots migrant order. Hmm. 
Military records show a National Guard member shot and wounded a migrant during a struggle this month on the U.S.-Mexico border. It's believed to be the first time that a Guard member deployed on a state border mission called Operation Lone Star has injured another person by firing a weapon. However, state officials did not disclose the January 15th shooting publicly. Texas Military Department did not respond to questions about how many times Guard members have fired a weapon since the mission began in 2021. That's raised transparency concerns. <laughs> An understatement. It was described in an internal military report obtained by the Associated Press. That's all we even get. That's all the information we get. While we're going to go to Florida, speaking of migrants, Ron DeSantis has bust many a migrant. Wait. <laughs> Have they suspended me again? Is this the... No, this is the old, this is the old one. Okay. October 2022. I didn't realize I was signed into this one. I figured I'd be signed into the other one. It's okay. We're all good. Daddy Elon fucked me over. I was going to be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Okay, okay, okay. So here is Ron DeSantis in Florida. Do you require a content warning? He's talking about how he wants to change the law to make it easier to dole out the death penalty. No, no, no. OAS, um, they gave me my real Twitter. Like, I'm, I'm real me again. For the first time in three years, I get to be like my actual Twitter. Daddy Elon overturned my permanent suspension. But they took away my sock puppet one, which is the one I was signed into there. But I'm me again, Mr. Justin Freakin'. I went and looked, and the dude that owns Justin Freakin' has never posted, doesn't follow anyone, but has had the handle since 2010, since right before I got on Twitter. Fuck you, dude. What the hell? I think it was an 11 to 1 decision where 11 said he should get capital punishment. One said no. And we don't know what went into that. But I do think there are people who get on these juries who never intend to administer capital punishment. And so uh, oh. that there, there was court decisions, all this other stuff. Bottom line is that can probably be changed by statute. And it's one thing to say, yeah, I mean, obviously a majority of the jury has to, maybe a super majority, but to have one person be able to veto that. And the thing about it is, is there's certain crimes where... Oh, sir, but that's the point. It's supposed to be extremely hard to dole out as a punishment, and we still do it way too much as a country. So I'm just, I'm disagreeing with you just on principle alone. I don't think there should be a death penalty. 
And if we are going to use it, there definitely has to be unanimous consent by the jury. Any punishment other than that just doesn't fit the crime. And this is an example of that. And so I was very disappointed to see because I think it didn't represent the sense of the community. And I think it was really based on one person's more idiosyncratic views. So fine, have a supermajority. But you can't just say of one person, so maybe 8 out of 12 have to agree or, or something, uh, but we can't be in a situation where one person can, can just derail this. Why? I want there to be an extremely high bar. This, I don't think that showing the proper, um, proper deference to, to the issue you're not giving it the weight that it deserves, my friend. You're just being willy-nilly about the state taking someone's life. I've got issues with that. Let's go ahead and we're going to talk about stay in Florida here. I had this one for the end of the show. Joey, good evening, by the way. I think, I think we're going to do an audible here. Take a commercial break. And we've got too many stories about local legislators, the state legislatures trying to pass laws against trans community I'm not going to be able to get to them before the commercial break let's go ahead and talk about Florida teacher resigns after sheriff exposes sexual video chats with a prisoner during school day Florida teacher resigned this week after being caught engaging in explicit video chats with a prison inmate boyfriend from her office during school hours You live in sexual anarchy? I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I don't think she should have been fired, perhaps reprimanded for doing it on school grounds. I think I think the sheriff's office had better things it could have been doing with its time than exposing this. Anna Barber, 52, a veteran Franklin, because I'm pretty sure she didn't break any laws. I'm pretty sure that he didn't break any laws. Donna Barber, 52, a veteran Franklin County teacher, was told she would likely be terminated and instead opted to resign. The case came to light earlier this month after Franklin County Sheriff A.J. Smith assigned a staff to monitor the video chats of inmates at the local lockup. The observer noted Barber with dis... <laughs> the observer noted Barber was disrobing during some of her correspondence with inmate Lawrence Ray and engaging in sexually explicit conversation. You live in sexual anarchy? In case you guys, you know, need it. Any youngins in the chat, I'm getting ready to show you screenshots from the video that I wasn't able to find because apparently the sheriff said he took it down because of lewd comments. This is the inmate. This is the teacher. Apparently it was a 20 minute long video they showed. 
Florida teacher Donna Barber resigned this week. Oh, a video of the of the prior calls revealed Barber was having similarly explicit video conferences with Ray, some from her school office during the workday. See, she was in her office. She wasn't just out in a classroom where one of the kids could walk in with her. The sheriff released a Facebook video outlining his concerns with inappropriate communications between prisoners and their visitors. I think parents have a right to know who is teaching their children. She seems like a perfectly fine woman. Oh, you can buy time like in. I don't know if it's a it's a jail. Uh, so like they have some kind of uh, contract with a communications company where you can buy video chat time. It's a scam. They charge an outrageous amount, like $5 a minute or something, to talk to your loved one. It's a real scam we're running. Sheriff said he eventually took down the video after it drew more than 25,000 views because of inappropriate messages. (laughs) Jail is not a resort. People in jail need to abide by the rules. You have to have order. (laughs) Otherwise, you can have chaos, and it can be dangerous for the staff that has to deal with the inmates. This said an ex of Ray's, who was unaware of his relationship with Barber, had entered the chat at one point, and the dialogue spun out of control. Oh my god, it got messy. He got a baby mama or something. I didn't know he was talking to a teacher over video chat. School was initially unaware of the misconduct took place on campus and later widened its investigation after learning that had been the case. Barber was told uh, this week the local school board would recommend termination and she instead chose to step down. Nothing explicit in any of these videos. Maybe she did a little dance for him right there. No biggie. Those who video conference with an inmate must agree to the prison's rules, which include language letting them know the correspondence may be monitored or recorded by the incarcerated person's correctional facility or by... Is that us or U.S.? Conduct that is illegal or inappropriate in any way, including indecent exposure, will not be tolerated. I got nothing wrong with the indecent exposure. Most uh, most jails and prisons in the U.S. are inhumane. Let the man see a little pussy. Let him see a little bush. Let him see some titties. Yeah, they should not. Well, like to me, this was a story of the of of the jail doing a misconduct. I'm not into it. I don't think the prison or or the jail and the sheriff's office had any business posting that video. I don't think they had any business getting this woman fired from her job. I. There was nothing illegal going on here. Inappropriate is up for for uh, for interpretation. 
Dude that's been in the lockup for a little bit. It's going to be horny. I can't blame him for wanting to, to see a little tit. Am I wrong here? Do I it like... I feel bad that they got caught. I think it was inappropriate of the, the sheriff's office to make a big deal about it. You got this national story and this poor teacher lost her job. But some people might actually see it as inappropriate. Yeah, she probably shouldn't have been doing it in her office. Some people have that exhibitionist streak or whatever, though. She was in her office. She wasn't in a classroom. That was that was a concern of mine. If she was in a classroom, exactly, she probably had her door locked. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she liked the thrill of the door not being locked. We don't know. I ain't gonna try to get in her mind. Okay, if you're watching on Twitch and you're not subscribed, you're going to get a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the deluge of laws being proposed by states, assaulting trans rights. We're going to talk about Trump and his legal bullshit and the fact that apparently he won a golf tournament despite the fact that he was speaking 600 miles away at Diamond's funeral. He wasn't even in the state it was taking place at. Mike Pence was caught with classified documents. George Santos did some shit again. I don't even know. You guys might know. I don't know yet. I'll find out. Talk about the Ticketmaster hearing, which took place earlier today. In the Senate, I think. You may find out it was the House. Uh, nobody corrected me on that. I think it was the Senate, though. And uh, the Doomsday Clock is is one, what, one half a second, one tenth of a second. I don't even remember what it is. The Doomsday Clock is closer to us dying in 90 seconds. Just another 90 seconds. What's 90 seconds? All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol live. What's up, peeps? Made the comment yesterday that I had possibly never drank a Coca-Cola on stream before. There's there's like fucking 10 of them in there. Like, did I grab it? This is definitely the first time I have drank a Coke like two days in a row on stream. Soda. Call it. Who calls it soda? Who calls it pop? There's probably a. There's probably a whole debate to be had in the chat. Would you? Would you freaks call it soda? Around around my area, because it's where Coke is headquartered in Atlanta. 
a, a lot of people call soda just Coke. Be talking about Sprite or Mellow Yellow or even a Pepsi, but it's a Coke. I don't drink uh, I don't drink soda that often. I don't drink soda that often. So yeah, there is like a, an ungodly amount of sugar in a Coke. But I don't drink soda that often. Sody. <laughs> That's cute, Smash. See, there is a wide swath of, of, of people in the chat. Progressive Aunt, good evening. I'm a, um, I go to a restaurant and I don't trust their sweet tea because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a tea snob. I'll get a Sprite or a 7-Up or a Sierra Mist or whatever, you know, that, that style of soda is. It's also what the, the Dr. Enough that I, I drink often on stream is. Not anonymous. Good evening. I the Diet Coke used to have the aspartame or something in it, didn't it? And I think they've changed it, but I don't hold me to this. I don't know shit about it. That's that's what I the the artificial sweeteners are really bad. Like I feel like one of them was particularly bad for you. Oh, Mox, I'm from the South. I'm from the South, Mox. So you can't, like... Sweet tea is the default. We're known for sweet tea. Get upset with uh, me calling myself a tea snob and I go for the, the sweet tea. I realize that like in the north they frown upon that. You get you actually get tea that's like tastes like shit up there, don't you? I don't know um if I've ever told the story, but when I moved to Alabama, I was like really excited. I'm like, I bet they got some good sweet tea down here. This is the deep south, the real south. I'm from Appalachia. I'm not really from the South. There's a difference between Appalachia and the South. Their tea is called Milo's or Milo's, and it sucks. Sharpie Diesel. Tadpole, I like a, uh, I like a black, once again, I'm a tea snob, so like, I like a black tea with some milk in it. Uh, I would get this, um, vanilla caramel black tea. It was fucking stout. You cut that shit with some milk. Great breakfast tea. Just drink the sugar devil, you know. I, when I was a kid, I preferred the Pepsi. I had a time in the mid-2000s where I had a, a Mountain Dew habit. 
I think that shit's nasty now. I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine drinking a Mountain Dew, but for a couple of years I drank I drank it. So Florida is a weird like I don't count Florida as the South. It's it's different. You can definitely see a lot of Southern culture in the northern part of Florida. But it's still its own brand of thing. It's different. You get down there with the swamp people. You get down to the southern part of Georgia and shit gets weird. I'm I'm sorry if there's anybody from southern Georgia in here. My apologies, but you get down there with the swamp people and shit get weird. I I have a rant about um, Florida, Dustin. Good evening. Well, there's different there's different sections of Georgia and Atlanta's Atlanta's pretty fucking cool. Get down there in southern Georgia. Oh, I ain't even gonna. I'm gonna like as a traveling traveling photographer, I used to go into churches and set up and take like family pictures and shit. Been down to uh, southern Georgia a few times and weird, weird people, weird happen, weird things happen down there. I wouldn't doubt that there's a lot more reports of of alien abductions. So Orlando's kind of like its own thing. They built Orlando, like it's it's it all of Florida. And there's a fantastic video. Somebody tell me who that is. Weird history, maybe. Second thought. Somebody did a why Florida is so fucking weird. I don't think that was the title. Orlando's it's not it's its own thing, but you get out outside of Orlando, which is well, I, I had um, I had an uncle that lived down there, for an hour south of Orlando, kind of rural area. It's weird. It's it's weird, and it, there's some south to it. I'm sorry, we, we, well, like, there are maps of alien, like, the more rural you get, kind of the more alien abductions you get, it's one of those weird, like, reverse population maps. It's, it's, it's the areas around Orlando, they're, like, there's still some south, south of Orlando, but Orlando itself is its own manufactured thing. Miami's more like island culture. It's more like a Cuban, Puerto Rico culture than it is the kind of southern culture. Retirement enclaves aren't the south. Oh, you damn bro. Okay, so I do want to also take like the opportunity to bring up opioids in Appalachia. When the pharmaceutical companies did their... Uh, 
their clinical trials and shit, they came to Appalachia. That is why the the opioid crisis really gripped the nation in the late 2000s through the 2010s. Really kicked up at the end of the 2000s nationwide. But it started in the mid-90s in Appalachia. Because they had a lot of people who had worked construction, road construction, because there was a lot of, you know, one of the initiatives of the war on poverty was to build a lot of roads, which brought construction jobs to East Kentucky, um, opened up the, the mountains for commerce. So there were a lot of people that worked heavy construction, doing blasting, blowing up the fucking mountains and shit. A lot of people that had done mining broke their fucking backs. So that's where the pharmaceutical companies did their clinical trials through that the 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 oh, what it's got a name the belt through southern Pennsylvania Appalachia down to uh, East Tennessee. We're having a fight in the chat. I love it. I love you guys. Well, it's part of the Bible Belt, but like it's it's like uh, you know how there's the Rust Belt that goes through. Uh, that's Ohio and Michigan, and uh, that's the car manufacturing. This is like the Coal Belt. Cancer Alley is also what it's called because there's so many fucking factories along the the tributaries and shit. Oh now, guys, all the mines. Mining belt might be it. Alright, so content warning. I'm talk about trans issues, and that may be triggering. You, if you don't want to participate and hear about all the laws, the assault on the trans community that's going on in the state legislatures, then come back in like 30 minutes. I think we'll be done with them by then. I'm going to start off going to the ACLU having attacks on the LGBTQ rights in U.S. state legislatures. South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota. Minnesota, what is wrong with you? No, it is not one of the states that has the most bills being proposed. 185 anti-LGBTQ bills in the state legislatures for the 2023 legislative session. The ones in dark purple, Texas, Oklahoma... Missouri, we're going to highlight Missouri here in a second. Indiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, South Carolina, Virginia. Those are the ones that have the most 10 plus bills being proposed. 
Even New Jersey getting in on the action. It is incredibly disturbing. Oh, yeah! Incon 480, good evening. Just the number here, I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to link it in here. We're going to highlight a few of the more oppressive ones. You guys want to do the tracker that goes state by state and let you know exactly going well i'm surprised alabama's on here because i've got a horrific story about alabama i'm getting ready to tell you about they're just not proposing that many bills in the state legislature apparently none this session uh but i think their legislature only meets every couple years so it could quite possibly be that they're not even in session that could be why they're not uh, proposing any bills. Nabil! Nabil, hop in here? How did Not Anonymous follow me 13 minutes ago? Were you already following me? Oh well. Most dangerous session we've seen. If, you, if you're just joining us, we are going through some heavy topics here. Bills targeting the LGBTQ community. Missouri leads the nation in anti-LGBTQ legislation. State Senator Greg Razor, the only openly gay member of the Missouri Senate. It's painful to watch his colleagues file an onslaught of bills that attack his community. He worries about LGBTQ kids in Missouri. It hurts because I was a 17-year-old suicidal gay kid. I know what the I know what that pain feels like, and that hurts. Razor, a Kansas City Democrat, told the Star, What I have to do is make sure that those kids that are out there and their parents and the people that love them know that somebody in the Senate is standing up for them. May not be able to stop everything, but there's going to be a fight. Missouri lawmakers have filed the most anti-LGBTQ bills of any state, according to a database from the ACLU. As of January 12th, at least 27 anti-LGBTQ bills have already been introduced by Missouri Republicans, accounting for roughly 21% of legislation introduced nationwide in state legislatures that target the community. Texas is second with 15 bills, followed by South Carolina with 12. Some of the bills target gender transition therapy. Several are entirely or nearly identical. I would assume up by ALEC. I always get the acronym wrong, the American Legislature. I got it right that time. The American Legislative Exchange Council. This is an organization basically puts forward these generic bills they just give them to republicans and the republicans do their bidding the principles of limited government free markets and, and federalism limited government my ass an ass that i can assure you i washed life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole 
Wash your ass. West Virginia bills exposing minors to transgender people could be a crime. Just, just letting a kid hang out with a transgender, transgender people are super cool. Most of them, um, play like board games and shit and video games. I'm kind of stereotyping, but it's true. Tabletop games and shit. They fucking love that shit. Kids would love to be around transgender people. We should make it more open for children to be around transgender people. Because trans people are cool. Yeah, there's a meme. Jen, we're, we're on your side then. We love you very much. There's a meme that says if a, a trans girl invites you over to play blah, 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 uh, don't do it. It's not a euphemism for sex. You're going to be playing a tabletop game for 14 hours. Yes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I can confirm that's true. Speaking, speaking from my, my personal experience, it's anecdotal, I know. Two West Virginia bills aim to protect minors from obscene performances and materials, and that's where I take issue with the fact that you are just calling trans people existing obscene. Bear Lamb, good evening. We talked about a lot of shit yesterday. Two West Virginia bills aim to protect minors from obscene performances and materials which the bill defined in part as anything that includes exposure to or performances by transgender people so basically transgender people existing that's horrible that is is reprehensible the bill was introduced this week by state senator michael azinger a republican of course it was a republican would prohibit obscene and sexually explicit materials in or within 2,500 feet of the state's schools and would bar children from being present for obscene performances or displays. That's awfully vague. The bill's four-point definition of obscene matter is, for the most part, general and includes material that appeals to the purient interest. Am I going to have to learn a new word? Play off of puritanical. Prurient. Prurient. Having or encouraging an excessive interest in sexual matters. You live in sexual anarchy. Prurient. Prurient interest, or that it is patently offensive. Sounds sounds like this show. It just it outlawed this show. <laughs> this bill outlawed this show. No other group of people or a specific type of performance is included. It just transvestite and or transgender exposure. Fuck off. Fuck you fucks. 
School personnel who violate the school-related bill SB 252 could be charged with a misdemeanor, which can carry a fine of up to $500 and up to one year in prison. Sick indeed. I mean, it was all fun and games. For the longest time here on the show, I'd just be like, ha-ha, right-wingers are morons. They're fucking evil. Unconstitutionally vague. That's exactly right, Mox. Footloose. It's the city or the town. It's, uh, it wasn't even a city. It was the town from Footloose. It, yeah, yeah. The courts aren't going to save us. In Alabama, a sickening thing is going on as Alabama is asking for children's medical records in a transgender medical care lawsuit Alabama officials are arguing for the state's uh, ban on gender affirming care for minors have asked a judge to compel plaintiffs to turn over LGBTQ children's medical records Bo v. Marshall is brought by five parents who argue a 2022 state law strips them of the right to make important decisions about their children's health care. The Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act, which was signed into law by Governor Kay Ivey, Governor Meemaw is her name, bans puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and gender-affirming surgeries for minors. The law punishes not only doctors, but also any other individual who prescribes or administers the treatment with a felony conviction and up to 10 years in jail. Last year, a district court judge blocked parts of the law from taking effect. State officials appealed that decision up to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. In the meantime, some aspects of the original lawsuit are still being considered by U.S. District Judge Lyles Burke. Defendants, including Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, argue that since parents and other plaintiffs believe hormone therapy and puberty blockers are medically necessary, they should provide their own children's medical records. After bringing an action premised on obtaining appropriate and essential medical care for the minor plaintiffs, plaintiffs refused to turn over the medical records necessary to assess their claims, lawyers for the defendant said, calling the information highly relevant. Defendants in the case, including Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, and I, I believe asking for these records is an attempt to silence Silence the people suing the state of Alabama. Defendants in the case, including Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, are asking the parents of transgender youth to produce the following records according to a motion filed on Thursday. All medical records in your possession of any child of yours which relates to treatment of gender dysphoria. All documents in your possession of any uh, mental health treatment. Juge, and I'm probably fucking that up really bad. What's going on, my friend? Yeah, we're we're not fluent in Mandarin over here, but we do welcome you to the chat. We're totally cool with the Chinese. Chinese people are okay in my book. 
weird to have to say that. Xiao Zhe, maybe? Xiao Zhe? If you give me a phonetical pronunciation, I'll get it right. This is a lawsuit against the state of Alabama to um, stop their gender-affirming care law from going into effect. They are asking specifically for the medical records of the children of the parents who are bringing the lawsuit against the state. And I, I promise you that is an underhanded attempt to try to silence them and to get them to drop the lawsuit. His right-wingers are horrendous. Saying that China is strong and we are all defeated. <laughs> he might be telling the truth. Just saying, I... Maybe. There are, um... So here's the thing is like China's military couldn't take ours. They're still very young. They don't have the equipment that we have. Like America is still like, you know, we're good at dropping bombs. So say war breaks out in or over Taiwan and, and what's that straight? I didn't say that China wasn't older than the U.S. I didn't say that the U.S. was older than China. I was saying that the U.S. military is older than China's military. They have a very young military. Sorry, you dropped your bong. I hate it when that happens. I, I I didn't drop it, but like I've I lost a bong recently. It just I've had it for a while. I grabbed it and it fell apart. We got more toys. So, like, just brute force, you can't beat the U.S. Chinese can't. Like, it's not like we're going to go invade China. They'd kick our ass. They tried to invade us. We'd kick their ass. So, it's a weird, weird situation we got going on. Or it does happen. It's probably going to happen in that strait between China and Taiwan. It seems like where shit's going to pop off, but... I don't think it's in either country's best interest. But just saying, there could be some... Could be some truth in what our Chinese friend is saying. Well, 
like that's the, there's there's no invasion going. I don't know. I don't know what our posturing towards China means. I mean, like if we, it's gonna be some kind of proxy war over Taiwan. China tries to take Taiwan back by force. That's 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 the that's the scenario we face. Say they'll eventually tangle, but like the thing that's stopping the deterrent right now is you know the U.S. The channel says it's a, it's a eighteen plus, but like I don't care if anybody hangs out. The kids could be worse places. They could be they could be consuming Andrew Tate content. Bug Vaka said I am fucking your name up. Vok. Give me a phonetical pronunciation and I'll say it right. Do my best. Yeah, they could be worse places, so I mean Gotta admit, they might learn a thing or two in here. I hope. Name's Bubba? What's up, Bubba? Glad to have you here. Happy to see you. Welcome into the fold. I'm Justin. We find out what that news be doing. Protesters in Arizona marched on their capital on Sunday over some of the bills being proposed in the Arizona state legislature. It's about compassion and empathy for one another. It's about love, not hate. And that is all one party wants to do at this capital and around the United States. And it has to stop. And the only way it is going to stop is by showing up to events like this, telling our stories, and protecting one another, and calling out the bull when it happens. There's no reasonable debate over our rights to self-expression, over our rights to bodily autonomy, over our rights to art and abortion. There's no reasonable debate over my right to be myself. There's no reasonable debate over my right to have the surgeries I've had, over my right to take the hormones I take. Over my right to wear the clothes I wear. Arizona loves drag! Arizona loves drag! Arizona loves drag! Work for the children. Is putting forth bills to distract from other problems, from the actual problems. These are Trojan bills that hide other hate and things inside of it when it seeks to even criminalize our art forms, criminalize you as an individual. We have to take step and we cannot sit behind idly. Right now is the time to take action, more action, because they are not going to stop. And they are playing some really disgusting politics. And they're playing with our lives and our freedoms. We are here because we love one another. And our right to exist is just as right as anybody else's. Yes. Woo! 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 
Solidarity is how we win. By bridging our communities and uniting around one solid issue, uplifting one another is our cause. That's what we need to do. Let's do it louder. We are here. We are here. We are queer. We are queer. And we are not going anywhere. Real loud now. Real loud. Let's make them hear us. We are here. Yeah. At least I can leave you a little, uh, give you a little uplifting. I'm, I'm sad about where we're going as a country, though. I can't believe we're still fighting these fights. All right, let's talk about Trump. We're going to go down to Atlanta. This is about the grand jury decision investigation into Trump's perfect phone call developments tonight in the investigation into whether former President Donald Trump and his allies illegally influenced Georgia's 2020 election. Well, a Fulton County judge hearing arguments today from the district attorney and attorneys for several media outlets, including us here at Atlanta. And if you didn't know, somehow Kanye West's assistant was involved in all of this. News first. I'll We've got Santos. Don't worry. Santos coming. Ending the release of a report from a special grand jury investigating the matter. Atlanta News First, Zach Summers, he's live tonight in front of the Fulton County Courthouse. And Zach, the DA arguing this report is an investigative tool and it would be premature to release it right now. She says she's trying to protect uh, many of the constituents in Fulton County. Yeah, you know, the grand jury handed its report to the Fulton County District Attorney's Office uh, earlier this month. That panel doesn't have the power to issue uh, indictments, but that report likely includes recommendations. The DA saying decisions are imminent, but her office needs more time before the report is made public. The state's... I think Bear is uh, making a joke. ...understands the media's inquiry and the world's interest. That's a funny guy. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and her team say now is not the time to release a report from a special grand jury. The panel tasked with looking into whether former President Donald Trump and his allies tried to interfere with the results of the 2020 general election. We think an anomalous releasing was up, my friend. The district attorney has even had an opportunity to address publicly whether there will be charges or not is dangerous. On Tuesday, Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney heard arguments from both the DA's office and attorney news organizations, including Atlanta News First, calling for the report's release. The faith of the public in the court system is much improved by operating in a public way. While Willis and her team claim protecting future defendants' rights constitutes the report's secrecy, media interveners argue the report has enormous public interest and the law requires its release. The discomfort of the prosecuting authority in disclosing court records isn't enough to make them sealed. It okay. has to, has okay. to this be This is the Georgia case about the perfect phone call. Identifiable evidence 
that's going to cause a problem. And I think Georgia law is fairly clear that this is a public document. Constitutional law professor Anthony Kreis believes Judge McBurney was a bit skeptical of the prosecutor's argument. He says it's now a matter of timing. These folks have done this investigation in our, the public's name, and they might have information that is not just critical to understanding what happened, but might be essential for creating public policies to prevent uh, right, the undermining or overturning of a democratic election ever again. Yeah, it's worth noting that the grand jury recommended that this report be made public. Uh, in far, as far as the judge and us hearing what he decides, he said today at the end of the hearing that he will not make a rash decision. Well, I've in downtown Atlanta, Zach Summers, Atlanta News First. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Sassy, you missed the heavy shit. Came you came in time for the not so the politics and some of the some of the funner things in life. The doomsday clock. We got the doomsday clock later. I consider that the fun shit. We got the fun section. <laughs> I'm sorry somebody physically abused you. My, my apologies. Come on, man! Gardens, good evening. Perfect phone call is a delivery order for an extra large pepperoni at 1 a.m. I like a meat. At some, the, the millennials and younger might be asking for the doomsday clock. And bring it on, bitches. saying all those Marxist communist racists and rhinos Trump melts down as judge gears up to rule on grand jury release <laughs> ooh that flipped me out was the clock going or was that, was that just to signify the doomsday clock gardens oh somebody did start the clock well, well, well. Pimp, good evening. Hold on, there's there's a cat wanting in. Ocrates is very unhappy that I picked him up. Hey, buddy. You know, I didn't look to see if my new emotes had been approved. I've got a, I've got an animated emote. Really like. it would go ahead and get approved have anything new yet I don't look like twitch takes forever to approve emotes I there are more emotes 
waiting to be approved than what you guys have access to right now. <laughs> Including a really, really cool one that I really, really like. All right. The news be doing. Oh, yeah, we were doing the... Trump went on a rant about Marxist, communist, racists, and rhinos. Trump on Tuesday repeated many of the same lies he has made in defense of his possibly unlawful call. My phone call to the Secretary of State of Georgia and a second call, which the Marxist, communist, racists, and rhinos don't even want to talk about, were perfect calls. Perfect in all caps. Many people, including lawyers for both sides, were knowingly on the line. And that's true. That is that is true. And the, the, the fact that it was so brazen was one of the reasons why Raffensperger recorded it. I won Georgia by a lot, but only needed a small number of votes from that total number. They cheated in many ways, including stuffing ballots. Yeah, once again, alternate pointing out, that's false. I'll tell you something else that's false. Is the fact that Trump apparently won a golf tournament while not even being in the state that the tournament was being played in. The holes in Trump's golf win story. Members of his club surprised but not shocked. He managed to win the championship despite spending the first day at Diamond's funeral. Trump won the Seniors Golf Championship at his Florida club on Sunday, yet he missed the first 18 holes to be in North Carolina for a memorial service. Instead, he apparently asked that his Thursday round be included in his score. Insiders said competitors arrived Sunday to see Trump at the top of the leaderboard. Me, 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 me. Good evening. Motherfucker went and knocked on the door and then went back to eating. It's like, oh, you're not going to let me out? Trump claimed victory in the Senior Club Championship at his West Palm Beach Golf Club on Sunday, even though he was 600 miles away on day one of the tourney at Diamond's Funeral in North Carolina. Insiders told DailyMail.com that competitors arriving for day two of the contest on Sunday morning were surprised, although not exactly shocked, to see his name at the top of the leaderboard with a five-point lead over the overnight leader. He apparently told members that he had played a cracking round on Thursday and that that would count as his first day score. You guys think he even played the round on Thursday? It was an honor to have won the Senior Club Championship at Trump International Golf Club. One of the best courses in the country. Competing as many fine golfers. They're me gritty. Oh, 
Oh no, no, we tracked the hundred and what what hundred and thirty-five bills being proposed in state legislatures. It was pretty disheartening, but we ended with a protest that was that was pretty uplifting. Now we're all we're off to the fun stuff. Talking about Trump won a golf tournament he wasn't even at for the first day. You want to talk about Trump's vice president? Because this is wild. Remember how we've been uh, going through every day and it's been like, oh shit. God, I was so close. I was so close. I had three minutes left on the clock. Every day it's been more classified documents found at Biden's home. It's kind of like just another day mass mass shooting USA. It's classified, classified documents with Joe Biden. Come on, man. I've been drinking soda. I'm, I'm, I'm burping. I've got the hiccups too. Classified documents were found at Mike Pence's home in Indiana. With former Vice President Mike Pence's legal team revealing a small number of classified documents were inadvertently taken to Pence's Indiana home after he left the vice presidency, according to a letter his legal team sent to the National Archives and obtained by NBC News. They say the former VP asked his team to conduct a search and was unaware he had the secret material in his home. It was discovered January 16th. By January 18th, the letter That's was a good idea, the Dustin. Archives. The next day, the FBI took possession of the documents. Dustin is suggesting that upon becoming president, presidents gets their uh, homes, all their residences, not just their homes, raided every six months for six years. Love it. Great idea. Pence's team says he is cooperating fully. It comes after he was asked last year if he took classified documents after leaving the vice presidency. Uh. I, I did not. Tonight, there's bipartisan criticism that a sitting president, a former president, and now a former vice president have all acknowledged having classified material in unsecured locations. Well, we have an epidemic of senior leaders taking classified home, and we have to say categorically, whether it's Republican or Democrat, it's all wrong. Kind of thought, holy heck. Um, holy heck, indeed. I do wonder, you know, how many other foreigners. Meanwhile, the firestorm over President Biden's handling of classified material is growing with the possibility the FBI may search his beach house. Just this weekend, the FBI searching Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home, finding yet another batch of classified documents. Probably seems like a good idea. Discovery so far, including classified material dating back to his time in the Senate. That new discovery after a defiant Mr. Biden had insisted there was no there there. I don't know what what socks are playing with over there. Lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Tonight, the president yet again ignored questions as he met with top congressional Democrats with the special counsel investigation threatening to overshadow his agenda. 
So, Kristen, where does this leave us? What happens next with these documents from former VP Pence? Well, Lester, his spokesman says they have not yet heard anything back since turning the documents over to the FBI. Meanwhile, former President Trump, often critical of Pence and who's facing a special counsel investigation regarding classified material posting today, quote, Mike Pence is an innocent man. Leave him alone. You know who I don't think was an innocent man? And I had no reason to believe it until he, he said he was innocent. Unprovoked. And if you come to my house, you'll find Chick-fil-A bags all over the floor, but you're not going to find any classified information. If you're and, and if you come to my house, you'll find Chick-fil-A bags all over the floor, but you're not going to find any classified information. If you're and, and if you come to my house, you'll find Chick-fil-A bags all over the floor, but you're not going to find any classified information. I think Lindsey Graham has classified information in his house. Just because he said that unprovoked... Maybe it wasn't unprovoked. Maybe the maybe the host asked him. You'll find chick. Well, he's a swinging bachelor. He's a swinging bachelor. Who's totally not gay? That's why it's Chick Fil A. He's he's trying his best to make sure everyone knows he is totally not gay. There is Chick Fil A wrappers all over my. My bachelor pad. I love you, Lindsey Graham. Don't ever change. Can't be gay if it's Chick-fil-A. Shut up, Smokey. But now that I'll give Lindsey credit. I'll give Lindsey credit. He was asked by reporters um, if he thinks there's something nefarious going on here with Biden and his document scandal security questions i just what was you know what are the same thing for trump i mean why did you do it what were in the documents how were they held who had access to them um let me just say this i've known president Biden for a long time i don't think there's i'd be shocked if there's anything sinister here what are your national security questions i just what was <laughs> he might have he might have classified documents up his ass i'm just saying no. You live in sexual anarchy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not going to kink shame Lindsey Graham. I'm not so sure that. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not sure that if I had access to classified information, then I would just for the hell of it. I don't have to restart it because of hell, do I? No way with that one. John mm. uh, Kareem Pierre. Asked today, Kareem, I fucked your name up. God damn it, I was trying so hard. I really fucked it up on my notes. I was trying really hard to get it right. Thank you, Mox. Thank you. Kareem Jean Pierre uh, holds a White House press briefing. Since you don't have any answer on the classified document, you seem a good fit for this job. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, my friend. 
Go ahead. Go ahead, my friend. Has any meeting been set between uh, the president and the speaker yet? don't have a meeting uh, to announce from here with Speaker McCarthy. Uh, I know that it is a, a we, we've commented on this. This is something that the president is certainly looking forward to. Uh, and look, he, he's willing and wants to work with the speaker in, in good faith. And he's completely ignored that, that other people. reporter. Don't have anything to preview at this time. Before or after the State of the Union? This is something that he would, as you know, it's tradition, right, for uh, the president to meet with the new Congress uh, before the State of the Union. Just don't have anything to share at this time. The meeting that will happen. Um, I, I know that when the president spoke about it, it like there's multiple layers here. I don't know so much that I care. Matter of policy, uh, we probably overclassify documents. Um, as a matter of principle, I'd say they should probably be arrested and treated the way we treated uh, Reality Winner or any number of other uh, people that they have accused of handling classified documents. So there, there are multiple critiques of the system in place to be had. It was in the context of the deficit and debt, mm -hmm. having those conversations. Is that sort of what the engagement would be limited to or, or would the president want to expand out the, you know, you've talked a lot about gun violence or, or the border. So look, well, I mean, gun violence seems to be an issue. Discussed. Uh, as you mentioned, when he was talking about the deficit, uh, he was talking about wanting to work in a bipartisan way to continue uh, to lower the, 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 uh, uh, the debt, right? Which he has been able to do by $1.7 trillion in a historic record. He's always willing to have good faith conversation to deliver for the American people in that way. Uh, but when it comes to, look, when it comes to the, the, uh, the debt limit, the debt ceiling, the president has been very clear. I have been very clear. You've heard from our economics team about that, how this should be done without conditions. That still stands. And we can't forget that, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, uh, the debt ceiling has been de dealt with 78 times since 1960, 49 times under a president, a Republican president, hey, and 29 Good times evening. with a Democratic president. Uh, and let's not also forget, I think this is something that people who need to understand, when you talk about uh, uh, the debt ceiling, you're talking about not more new spending you're talking about what what congress the what the the bill that congress has racked up right this is this is their basic duty uh to you know Good to duty. deal with the debt ceiling she has amazing like hair but also in, like i didn't well, feel like i wanted to look at the debt ceiling comment right now, on a, a woman in a powerful position's looks uh, walked into office i'm not so judging her by duty. her looks this is their duty to do this in a bipartisan way that's what we're talking about and when you're he is a good press secretary saying they're going to uh, they're they want to cut Social Security. They want to cut Medicare. Uh, they want to uh, cut uh, programs that Americans have paid into. That's going to hurt senior citizens. That's going to hurt our veterans. That's going to hurt ta taxpayers. And so that's what we're talking about. And so it is their basic duty to deal with this. Get Stephen. He likes to say duty. The drip is good. She she's she's got a drip about her. She got a style like, and she especially looked cool. Like right, she, her um, eye makeup was really neat. Like it was like a peach kind of color, and it was like a fade up into her. Like it looked really awesome. But also, don't want to comment on a woman's looks. She. 
she's good as a press secretary, but also presenting a face to the public is part of her job. Since you guys like her so much, do you want to see more of her? White House press corps busts out laughing at George Santos during briefing. Pop up here. Hey, Forrest. It's going to make me cuss. No, I want to see it. Don't worry. We do. We do indeed have new George Santos allegations. Trying to give you more of her. Don't use the independent anymore. Do good work. I like the independent. Finally. We're committed to protecting you from unforeseen foes. In the world is that at? Everybody left. George Santos invited? Uh, again, I... I, <laughs> I love how everybody laughed at that. Um, uh, uh, well, I, look, um, as you know, every, it's a, it's a, um, it's a event for the new member, the new, the new Congress. Uh, so everyone is invited who is part of the new Congress. I just don't have a, confer, a confirmation on who is attending at this time. But I understand the question. I just don't have that. Go ahead. Is George Santos invited? Uh, again, I, I, do. <laughs> I love how everybody laughed at that. Um, he is the laughing stock of Capitol Hill, isn't he? Got new claims against him. I don't even know what they are. I'm tired of talking about him. But we, we, apparently there's video. Long, but definitely not exhaustive list of the known lies of freshman Republican Congressman George Santos of New York. Uh, you're probably familiar with some of the greatest hits by now, the volleyball star and Wall Street fortune. <laughs> yeah, imagine being so uh, stupid that you get laughed at a Capitol Hill. Did you know that Congressman George Santos also claims he was the target of an assassination attempt, which required him being put under official police protection? That is what George Santos claimed last month in an interview with a Brazilian podcast. Uh, the podcast is called Radio Novelo Apresenta. Forgive my pronunciation. Radio Novelo Apresenta. They shared this video from the interview exclusively with us. Uh, so you won't see this anywhere else, but I want you to see it. Um, in this interview, then Congressman-elect George Santos is speaking with the hosts in Portuguese. Uh, so we have subtitled it. He starts off talking about an alleged act of vandalism, which he says was targeted at him simply because he's a Republican. But then in the midst of that, he says, oh, also someone tried to murder him. 
em janeiro de 2021, a minha casa sofreu vandalismo. Uh, meu marido e eu, a gente tinha ido para uma festa uh, de fim de ano, em 2020, uh, em, em, na Flórida. Vou para uma festa de Réveillon com meu marido. Wait, does he speak português? Uau! But did they like he's speaking it? Those are his lips moving. It's not it's not like a a a, a Brazilian voiceover, is it? Like he's speaking it. Wait, he is from Brazil? Eu fui assaltado por dois homens. He was mugged by two men before asking any questions. They weren't black. Mas eles me assaltaram. Why did you have to throw that in there? They weren't black. No one asked. It's like Lindsey Graham saying, uh, there's no classified documents in my house. You're telling on yourself somehow. What? É, é aquilo. Eu já sofri vandalismo. A gente já sofreu atentado de vida, é, atentado de assassinato, é, carta ameaçadora, ter que ter polícia, escolta de polícia parado na frente da nossa casa. We have already suffered an attempt on my life, an assassination attempt. There was an assassination attempt, really. Um, then Congressman-elect George Santos did not elaborate on his claim in the interview. We have tonight reached out to Congressman Santos's office to get more information about him saying that he was the victim of an attempted murder. Um, getting New York police protection at his home as a result. There ought to be a record of that sort of thing if it happened. We've inquired about this claim from him. We have not heard back. We do live in hope. Um, Mr. Santos did offer more detail. Got a handful of howdy from him. He says was committed against him. In this interview with the same Brazilian podcast, he said he was the victim of a very, very, very brazen mugging in the middle of the day, in the middle of New York, one of, one of New York City's uh, busiest thoroughfares. Em, já, em, no, no verão de 2015, da Quinta Avenida, com a, com, a 50, com a 55, eu fui assaltado por dois homens. Não foram negros, eram brancos, inclusive. Mas eles me assaltaram, levaram minha pasta, took, levaram took meu sapato, meu foi... Na, na luz do dia. Broad daylight, 3 p.m., leaving his office. Meu escritório, indo pra garagem, pegar meu carro. Going to the garage, getting his car, he was mugged. A minha casa foi violada. His house was assaulted. Eles arrancaram seu sapato em plena quinta avenida. They stole your shoes in the middle of Fifth Avenue. The, the radio host asked, because it's so absurd, they stole your shoes in the middle of Fifth Avenue. Então, três e pouca da tarde, eu tava saindo do meu escritório, indo pra garagem, pegar meu carro, e eu fui assaltado. Uh, a minha casa foi violada, foi... Eles arrancaram Viol... seu sapato em plena quinta avenida. Sim, em plena quinta avenida. Um, é... That wasn't even the worst of... Nobody did anything, nobody did anything, Santos said. Nada. Nada. fez nada. O medo é... O medo é real, é surreal, o que nós vivemos aqui. It is surreal what we live through here. He, yes, surreal is one word for it. The, I love that the podcast host inter, interrupts him there. Santos says, it was three in the afternoon. I was leaving my office, going to the garage, getting my car, and I was mugged. They robbed me, took my briefcase, took my shoes and my watch. 
The host then interrupts him and says, they stole your shoes in the middle of Fifth Avenue? Really? Uh, the podcast hosts actually say they later asked George Santos for the police report for this his the Portuguese on the corner jacket. of 5th Avenue and 55th Street at 3 p.m. in the middle of the day when they took, among other things, his shoes. Uh, but they say they never heard back from him when they asked for the police report. We or have Shoeless Santos, asked, uh, they called him from then on out. office for that police report. We will let you know if we hear anything. Uh, we've also put in a records request with the NYPD for any police report that matches what Mr. Santos described. Um, we live in hope. Where does this go from here? Do they kick him out of Congress? Does he just not win re-election in a year and a half? How does this play out? The the saga of George Santos. I'm so Anthony DeVolder. But perhaps the most magnificent moment of this Not interview. High enough for this shit. Santos tries to explain to these podcast hosts why it is that he personally takes such a hard line toward undocumented immigrants when he himself comes from a family of immigrants. Watch. Por isso que eu sou acidamente crítico de pessoas que querem iniciar o seu sonho americano e aquela jornada e querem ensinar ela de forma errônea. Eu acho assim, os Estados Unidos foi criado em imigração. Foi criado em imigração, em diversidade. Eu incentivo... Ele está dizendo que você quer vir aqui e fazer de outra maneira. Mas eu também incentivo que você seja feito de forma correta. Porque eu acho assim, imagina você iniciar um relacionamento Uou. com mentira. Ou com... I have to read this quote. Imagine starting a relationship with a lie or someone doing something wrong, right? George Santos said, imagine starting a relationship with a lie or someone doing something wrong, right? Com, com fazendo uma coisa errada. Imagine. Né? Então, acho que não é, uma, não é beneficente nem para mim, nem, nem It's not beneficial você, for me né, or for you in this relationship. He's talking about immigration. I'm assiduously critical of people who want to start their American dream the wrong way. Imagine starting a relationship with a lie. Imagine <laughs> starting a relationship with a lie. Imagine how awful that would be. Because, of course, he would never lie. Your Republican Congress at work. Republican Congressman George Santos. No notes. I've got nothing to say after that. Rachel pointed out the same thing I did. I saw it immediately. I'm like, wow, he had the audacity. The audacity. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Ooh, ooh, the clock was over. Yay. This is the best thing that ever happened to politics. So, uh, Senate back in session. And here's the thing is, um, I'm not going to say that the thing we're getting ready to talk about isn't a problem. 
someone who has been to a hell of a lot of concerts in his life, absolutely think it's a problem. I think we are hyper-focused in on one specific company and not looking at the system as a whole. Just another symptom of the system. We're going to talk about Ticketmaster, one of the most evil companies on the planet. Pearl Jam warned us in the 90s. But then Ticketmaster just took over the entire industry. They bought their competitors. They are horizontally integrated. They're vertical integrated. They own venues. They own the resale market. Own like every fucking ticket outlet. They own something like 90% of the market. Yeah, and, and on in one in, in one way, like the, there's better things for Senate to be talking about, but on the other hand, like this is definitely a problem, but it's just a symptom of the more serious problem we need to talk about. I think it illustrates it pretty well. Try to get concert tickets online, you know the pain. Excessively long wait times, those insane high prices, tickets that can sell out in like a snap. Today, the people who run that system are being forced to answer publicly. The Senate Judiciary Committee just wrapped up a hearing on the live entertainment ticketing industry. It stems from last year's debacle, the concert debacle, the ticket sales debacle over Taylor Swift's tickets, long wait times, technical issues forcing Ticketmaster to cancel sales for Swift's The Era's tour, leaving thousands of fans, a lot of them emotional, to try to shake it off. I'm not getting tickets. Oh, my God. I didn't get them. I didn't get tickets to the Taylor Swift concert. And I waited in line for like six hours. You can see the impact it had on so many young people and others. Let's bring in NBC's Savannah Sellers and Danny Savalos, an MSNBC legal analyst. Savannah, walk us through this. The hearing's just wrapping up. We heard from some of the key players there. Who are they and what did they say? Absolutely. So, Peter, I heard what you did there with that shake it off. Well, let me raise you. Many witnesses today know all too well the frustrations of dealing with Ticketmaster. That's what we heard in this hearing. Let me tell you about some of those witnesses. One of them was the CEO of SeatGeek. Of course, that's another platform for ticket sales. They said, look, this should be this robust. I'm going to turn you off and then I'm going to be like, look what you made me do marketplace for consumers to make choices but it's not because of live nation Ticketmaster. that's what they pinned it on another witness in that hearing today singer songwriter clyde lawrence of lawrence this band he said he gave this very specific example of the fact that a ticket can go up for sale let's say they want to sell it for thirty dollars them as the actual singer songwriters they want thirty dollars Ticketmaster puts a twelve dollar fee on top of that and ultimately by the time their tour costs are done they end up making about six dollars and they've had to do promotion venues and ticket sales all through Live Nation Ticketmaster. Now, for Live Nation's part, their president was also one of the witnesses. They did apologize directly to Taylor Swift and said they know they need to do better. But I want to let you listen listen to some of the Judiciary Committee members who were there asking those questions. Take a listen. This is all a definition of monopoly because Live Nation is so powerful that it doesn't even need to exert pressure. It doesn't need to threaten because people just fall in line. I want to congratulate and thank you for an absolutely stunning achievement. You have brought together Republicans and Democrats in an absolutely unified cause. 
<laughs> we just break them up? That part was definitely true. And Senator Blumenthal, by the way, got in on those puns with us, Peter. He said he respectfully suggests that Ticketmaster looks in the mirror and says, I'm the problem. It's me. Of course, a reference to Swift's anti-hero. <laughs> So let's break down some of the words of Amy Klobuchar there with um, Danny Savalos here. Danny, she said that, that this is, in effect, the definition of a monopoly. Is it? And what could lawmakers realistically do about it? According to the FTC, a monopoly is any firm that controls as much as 50 percent of the market share in that industry. Well, reportedly, Ticketmaster and Live Nation Entertainment controls up to 70% of the industry. So even under the FTC standards, that seems like quite a bit more than 50%. And under antitrust law, the DOJ can seek to question or, or take a second look at this merger between Live Nation and Ticketmaster. The strange thing is, this is the same merger that DOJ approved of 12 years ago in 2010. They can take a second look. Yeah, thanks, Obama. A good defense for Ticketmaster might be uh, the same defense that Facebook used when uh, DOJ or when they were under government scrutiny, which was, hey, you approved us. You sat on your hands too long. You can't complain about this now. Does this, Danny, does this change the experience for those consumers? We saw a couple of them, young girls, young women who were... Are you talking about like the actual Kojak? Like the, it was like a cop show in the late 70s, early 80s, right? Devastated that they couldn't get tickets. So Wasn't there a dog involved? Uh, that they've been waiting for years <laughs> for. What happens for them? Today, nothing. Possibly in the future, if this is a monopoly and if it is broken up, then that may lead to competition. And that's oh, essential. No, 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 no. This guy is Savalas with a C. That was Tilly Savalas. With an S and an A. A-S. Tilly Savalas. This is Danny Savalos. Reportedly, I see, I, I see where you were confused. Market when tickets are first sold, but it has considerable control, apparently, over the secondary market, the resale of these tickets. So whenever you have a monopoly, you don't have elastic prices. The monopoly, the firm, sets the price, and it's not based on demand, and it's not based on efficiency. So these consumers based on them charging whatever the fuck they want blame inefficiency in the market because Ticketmaster and Live Nation Entertainment, they can have any system they want for giving out tickets. Who's going to stop them? At least that's the argument of opponents to the idea of a monopoly by Ticketmaster Live Nation Entertainment. Last night I mentioned how much I hate that stinger at the end of MSNBC videos. I think we've heard it three times tonight. Too much for me. Well, while we're on the topic of entertainment news, sorry, I forgot that I was, you know, um, ran a little bit behind tonight. Your local news hit on this out of Cali. Lord. Built Swim has severed ties. Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland for domestic violence charges. 
The voice roles will be recast. Here's the thing is he is the voice of Rick and Morty and many more in the show. I don't know if I like the idea of the voice being recast. You're going to take away such an integral part of the show. Just pack it up. Kill off Rick and Morty. I guess. I mean, don't don't recast Rick and Morty. I don't like that. Justin Rowland, the co-creator, executive producer, and star of Adult Swim's flagship animated series, Rick and Morty, is no longer in business with the Warner Brothers Discovery brand on the hill of serious domestic violence allegations against him. Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland, spokesperson said in a statement on Tuesday. Following Roiland's exit, Rick and Morty will continue with title characters, which have been voiced by Roiland, recast. Co-created by Roiland and Dan Harmon, the hit series received a massive 70 episode order in 2018. When adults, it has like four more seasons. Yeah, I did see a video of the TikTok guy, and he nailed the voices. The show, which has been renewed through season 10, has completed six seasons. Four more to go as part of the pickup. Roiland and well, fucking Beth can become the star. Beth and Summer. I'll watch a show about Beth and Summer, I guess. Make it a show about the two Beths traveling the universe. I'm cool with it. Roiland has been charged with one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace. Violence, fraud, and or deceit. The incident in question against a Jane Doe allegedly occurred in January of 2020. According to a May 2020 complaint, he pled not guilty to the charges in October of 2020. The semi-sealed case was kept out of the public until a hearing in January 12th of 2023. Roiland, who was present, also is required to attend a scheduled April 27th hearing. No trial date has been set, but Roiland could face up to seven years in prison if convicted. Roiland's attorney has insisted that his client is innocent, noting that we also have every expectation that this matter is on course to be dismissed once the district attorney's office has completed its methodical review of the evidence. Ooh, he was grooming minors too. Oh, fucking shit. Fuck that creep. Fuck that creep. I feel like there's something on my notes from last night. We did. You still doing entertainment news? Tim Allen slams Pamela Anderson's. How did Jay Leno do? Jay is good. He's in conspiracy. Wait a minute, we're not ask, we're not asking him about Pam Anderson. Why are we Why are we talking to Tim Allen then? How did Jay Leno do? Jay is good. He's in conspiracy. Now it's wonderful because he's feeling better. Feeling better. Feeling better, and he took us some car magazines. We did some jokes, which is what we do. We commiserated. We just connected as friends. And so one How, thing you can, gum, you dick. How does his face look? 
The face looks great. It, 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 it didn't look all that good to begin with. So this is, no, he's going with the George Clooney look. You're going to be surprised. He's handsome and he's happy and the hospital's doing a great job taking care of him. Thank you for your time, Tim. Well, I, this seemed like it was before the Pam Anderson thing. Tim Allen is refuting claims he exposed himself to a 23-year-old Pamela Anderson on the set of Home Improvement. I don't think so, Tim. Anderson, who guest starred in 23 episodes of the popular 90s sitcom as Lisa the Tool Girl, alleges in her upcoming book, Love Pamela, that Allen flashed his penis to her ahead of filming. I totally believe it. Representative for the actor relayed Allen's comment to Fox News Digital. No, it never happened. I would never do such a thing. I totally believe that you would. An exclusive excerpt obtained by Variety, Anderson wrote, On the first day of filming, I walked out of my dressing room. On the first fucking day? Tim was in the hallway in his robe. He opened his robe and flashed me quickly, completely naked underneath. He did a Ric Flair. He said it was only fair because he had seen me naked. Now we're even. I laughed uncomfortably. So I guess she's done Playboy by this time. I thought it was like pre-Playboy and shit. Okay, she made her debut in 1989. The following year, the model was selected as Playmate of the Year, propelling her to sex symbol status. Anderson left Home Improvement to star in arguably the more iconic role as C.J. Parker in Baywatch. <laughs> the only part about it that shocks you is that he didn't do it more. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I know this is kind of random and it doesn't fit in anywhere, but I really wanted to play it. Apparently, Marjorie Taylor Greene is on the coronavirus committee. And uh, I assume she made the comment about, you know, people with comorbidities were the ones affected most by COVID. It's dangerous. Do you feel any responsibility for keeping people in Georgia safe? You know, there are children, skinny people who have died of the coronavirus. Do you feel any responsibility? <laughs> Tia, you correct me up. Um, you know what? I think people's responsibility is their own dangerous. Flashing is totally okay if you have consent. Sexual anarchy is not only uh, cool and encouraged, but it involves consent. You live in sexual anarchy? Speaking of Jimmy Dore, since you guys brought it up, you're Jimmy. <laughs> but you're Jimmy I bookmarked that I might not have but but you're Jimmy if you don't know what I'm talking about you're in for a belly laugh I want the I want the response with the surfs or I want I want the tweet with the with the surfs response. 
This is so good. So Jimmy Dore apparently has burner accounts. Um, tweeted from his verified Jimmy Dore account. Imagine ignoring that the Surf's TV had to lie to make Jimmy look like a right winger when in fact he said the opposite of what they claim just because you hate Jimmy and have no character at all. Imagine. Poor Jimmy. <laughs> I love Lance's response. Can Warlord, can you verify for me? Has he deleted that? Can you delete that after it's after it's out there like that? Libturd01 is his one of his sock puppets. Perhaps he has more. Perhaps he's a he's a gay black man. Um, I'm happy for Lance and the certainly and uh, I always forget the other guy's name. Um, I'm happy for them if Dora is picking on them because that will just make them bigger. And they are savvy enough to handle it. So fucking good on good on them. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. On the, I, I I always change that word deterred. You're Jimmy, <laughs> but but you're Jimmy. You know you're Jimmy, right? Me up. You're you're Jimmy. Have anything else funny here? Um, this dude, like, this is horrifying, not funny. It's your rabbit fire here at the end of the stream. And it's not just about making abortion illegal in the country. I would tell you I'm working to make abortion unthinkable in this country. Because we look past the convenience and look to this child's face. And to say, why does that child not deserve life? Benobin, like everyone else. Benobin Laden. Because what at is a basic friend? level, there is no difference between any one of us in this there room. We and when we were at this stage right here in our mother's womb. Except for time. The issue of abortion is not just a legal issue. Time, love, and tenderness. This dude is this is Senator James Langford from Oklahoma working to make abortion unthinkable he said issue I don't even know what this was in relation to They were talking about Ticketmaster today you saw that that's what the Senate hearing was about I don't know what this dude's giving a speech on Someone think of the children. And it's not just about making abortion illegal in the country. I would tell you I'm working to make abortion unthinkable in this country. Because we look past the convenience 
and look to this child's face and to say, why does that child not deserve life like every one of us? Because at its most basic level, there is no difference between any one of us in this room and when we were at this stage right here in our There's a lot of difference. A lot of difference. Uh-oh. Don't let me down, Bono Bin Laden. I want this to be good. This is gonna, this is gonna be good, right, guys? Lady B, you, 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 you on the band hammer? But it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be funny. I mean, like, I'm not. I wouldn't ban you for saying like America deserved 9/11. I don't know if deserved is the right word. The people that were in the tower didn't deserve 9-11. Did America as an empire deserve to have, have its nose punched? Probably. That's, that's pretty much the sentiment that got uh, Bill Maher canned. No, 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 no. He, he, he was upset that everybody was calling the, the terrorist cowards. That's what it was. We need a nine twelve where we come together like we like we were the day after nine eleven. You know, it would have been nice if the pandemic had brought us together, but it just uh, just screwed with everybody's heads. Well, I knew I, I knew uh, with a, with a name like Bono Bin Laden. It evoked a cartoon character with the characteristics of both Bono, the lead singer of U2, one of the most insufferable people on the planet. You combine two of the most insufferable people on the planet. Apparently, Bin Laden, apparently Osama Bin Laden was pretty slick. He's probably <laughs> Osama Bin Laden was probably more likable than, than Bono, to be honest with you. Oh, Sonny Bono, uh, Sonny, Sonny Bono, Sonny Bono was cool. No beef with Sonny Bono. Except he was a Republican, wasn't he? Probably had a big, he, he, uh, Scooby-Doo-Bopped and Christopher Reeves. Sonny Bono skiing and hitting some trees before, um, before I was really paying attention to politics. Hidden Biden in there. Come on, man. That's the second time I quoted song lyrics tonight after criticizing MSNBC and was it Dick Durbin? Was it Deep Dick Durbin that quoted song lyrics? He's not cool enough to do that. There's no way he did that. It wasn't Dick Durbin. Uh, did we do the M&M's? Yeah, we did the M&M's thing. Oh, I got another one. I got another something or other like that. Can't get out of here before we do that. But I still got Doomsday Clock for you.
this is a, this is a clip. I totally would have put this on the list if I'd had time. If you if if you weren't here earlier when I explained it. So we did a story before the first commercial break where a teacher in Florida has resigned after a sheriff has come forward and shared video of her sexting with a don't hit the clock sexting with an inmate at the at the local jail getting ready to get out of here so don't hit me with the clock there's some kind of like cinnamon twisties or something whatever you get from Taco Bell sweet in there I'm gonna I'm gonna go chow down on those have it <laughs> I got out of here the other night when we were when we were debating Gorps. If you can call that a debate, um, before before the stream happened, um, oh my god, do we? Okay, okay, we'll do that if we must. Wait a minute, that's different than the one you shared in the Discord. Is that the Monterey Park suspect fancying himself a good... Well, he was at the ballroom and he was offering classes, so I would expect that he fancied himself. Fancy dancer. (laughs) Suspect fancied himself a good dancer. Well, it's a BBC headline. What's what's Fox News upset about today? Yesterday it was M&M's. It, the M&M's caved to Fox News and now they're upset that the M&M's caved to Fox News. Made Maya Rudolph the spokesperson, but they're they're upset about something else now. So announced they're going woke too, and mm. you know because of climate change mm-hmm. that they're adding a new feature to their default settings. So if you own an Xbox, yeah. you can upload this new program, and it will turn off after so long to save the environment, the power. Uh-huh. And also they're saying the energy saving. Okay, first of all, um, Xbox owners was that not already a thing? I'm pretty sure my PS3 did that. I have to stop my PS5 from doing it because there's a bug and it'll crash when it does it. That's why I thought it was a thing already. But Xbox is going woke. So Xbox has also announced they're going woke too, mm. and you know because of climate change, that they're adding a new feature to their default settings. So if you own an Xbox, yeah. you can upload this new. Oh, it's adding it to the default settings program, and it will turn off after so long to save the environment, the power. Uh-huh. And also they're saying the energy saving shutdown feature is going to have a slower boot time. Ted uh-huh. Cruz writes on Twitter, first gas stoves, then your coffee. Now you're gunning for my Xbox. <laughs> Isn't it crazy though? Like when we were kids, you were a rebel if you had like a leather jacket and a pack of cigarettes. Now you have like a full powered Xbox and you're eating pizza rolls on a gas stove. I mean, it's crazy what they're doing, but we understand what this is. It's not that it's actually going to offset emissions. Okay, the level of reduction is infinitesimal, but they're trying to recruit your kids into climate politics at an earlier age. 
I mean, I thank them for the content of the absurdity of the programming on Fox News. But I'm also sickened by the fact that these people make millions of dollars do not have a fraction of the journalistic integrity that I have. Do not put a fraction of the work into the show that they're doing that I do. And they're not even as good as me. Come the fuck on. Rush, tell us about it. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. Thank you. Thank you, Rush Limbaugh, for pointing that out before you you left this mortal mortal coil. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. Bono Bin Laden, thank you for the sub. Glad to have you here. I'm... Xbox went woke. Because it'll, it's also, you know, not only is it power saving, but it's saving your hardware. I just, I, I can't with these people. Let me see if I got anything else for you. In the Lindsey Graham thing was fun. We're going to talk about Ukraine and corruption. That's totally a thing going on. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If this happened. I love these inside uh, broadcasting type scoops. Hasn't happened yet, apparently, but imminently, the conservative outlet conservative outlet Newsmax might be on the verge of being dropped by DirecTV. The conservative news channel that carries former President Trump's rallies is in a standoff with DirecTV that could lead the pay TV provider to dropping the outlet. Newsmax and DirecTV have been in talks on a new uh, carriage deal uh, to keep the channel available to 13.5 million subscribers with a deadline set for midnight Eastern on Wednesday. The two sides can't come to an agreement. The channel will be dropped. Okay, so it's going to be tomorrow night. Tomorrow night when we find out if Newsmax is dead. That will basically kill it. It won't be a thing anymore. Last night I told you about the winter storm hitting the northeast. 
tonight, it's tropical storms hitting the Gulf. Good morning, everyone, and happy Tuesday. I'm Fox 35 Storm Team Meteorologist Allison Gard. You way too happy. News stations, you, you probably shouldn't put somebody who's so perky in the morning on TV, just saying. Really need somebody who's a little more, uh, uh, Oh, yeah. with a look at your Not central Florida enough, forecast we have a pretty nice day ahead afternoon highs rebounding to the low 70s so yes a little bit warmer than what we felt yesterday afternoon planning on heading out to the theme parks a few breezes along lunchtime mix of sun and clouds and then afternoon highs will be in those low 70s and the good news is by the time you're waking up tomorrow morning not going to be quite as cold as this morning Upper 50s in Gainesville and Ocala. Where's the storm at? 60s through the Orlando Metro into Brevard County. But we are monitoring some big weather changes on the way. Afternoon highs even warmer tomorrow in the 80s. But then a big drop in temperatures as our next cold front will be moving across the region. We are monitoring a Fox 35 storm alert day Wednesday in our northern counties because we are looking at the potential for strong to severe storms moving in mainly after 4 p.m. So let's time out the skies for you. Cross City, Chiefland, Gainesville between 4 and 6 I like her. She's a good broadcaster. Ocala, I just Leesburg, like... And all the way to Flagler County between... My grouchy ass. I've got my coffee. I'm, I'm like, I'm getting up and watching the, the news of a morning. It would make me upset. Like, irrationally mad to have somebody that perky in my face. She should be on in the afternoons. Seven and nine. And then as our latest cold front moves across the Florida Peninsula, weakening on approach to the Orlando Metro. But the timing of that will be right after 10 and then into Southern Brevard County, mainly after midnight. So we are looking at a likely risk for some strong to severe storms in North Florida. That's going to be through the Big Bend region. Again, could be seeing the potential for damaging wind gusts heavy rain and then the area that's shaded in yellow on your screen does have a it's risk it's that she's a an shitted tornado or two so very important to make sure that you are staying weather it's aware shitted in yellow fox 35 storm alert day but then once that front clears it's going to be a clean sweep meaning rain chances are very low to end your week and temperatures are dropping as well afternoon highs reaching 63 degrees on friday and then those overnight lows will be back to the 40s waking up friday as well as on saturday Hope everyone has a great rest of your day, and as always, remember to depend on the Fox 35 Storm Team. I'm Storm Team Meteorologist Allison Gargaro. Thank you, Allison. I appreciate your enthusiasm. As I'm watching you at 10.30 in the evening, not first thing in the morning. But I hit beanie time tonight, thank you. You got that out of your system. Okay, okay, one more thing here and then we'll do Doomsday. I figured I'd keep you guys company until down ballot. It may already be on though. I may be confused on time. Okay, 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 so. I'm pretty certain that meteorology is, like, while there's some science involved in it, it's more of a broadcasting degree than it is a, a scientific degree. Just saying, just throwing it out there. 
most of the weather people I've known in my time in broadcasting, they've been a little wacky. They've been a little wacky. I don't know what you mean by that, Bonnie. So I've worked in TV. I've worked in TV for years, man. Like, they actor, but like, if you're watching a local news show, those anchors wrote their scripts or the producer wrote the script and then the anchor went and rewrote it for themselves. And they're very particular about like how they say things and shit. So they actually, they, they have input on the writings of writing of their script. Actor TV. Cause like, Reporters at news while well, they answer to a news director and maybe even like a vice president or something higher up, like the higher ups don't get involved in the everyday, you know, storytelling and shit. Maybe the news director approves. Usually, it's just gonna be like a producer uh, approving your shit. No, internal memo about what needs to be broadcast. What's I'm sorry, Bono, but that's just kind of stupid. That's not how things work. I mean, they're scared about saying something inappropriate, sure, but, like, that's because you're on TV, and especially if you're on broadcast TV, you have to answer to the FCC who can fine you for saying something that is considered uh, lewd or levacious. That may not be the the terminology anymore. I'm sorry. It was funny the way I said it, wasn't it? Um, because there's no money in journalism. Because when you watch a reporter on most news stations, they are fresh out of fucking college. They don't know their asses from a hole in the ground. Oh, damn ballot has already started. Okay, my bad. Off on the time. Thank you, clinically. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, there is, like... Sinclair made everybody read that fucking script. There, there are, like... And it's on the conservative side. There are certain stations that do shit like that. But, I mean, for the moment... <sighs> I didn't work for a TV station that was owned by one of, like, the major, major companies... It was like a smaller group of, I think we had like 20 sister stations or something like that. It was, it was, it was a smaller media company. Calkins Media was who I worked for at first. And then it was Heartland Media. After it became Heartland, things changed and I didn't like it. That's why I didn't stay there. I liked it when I first started working for them. They left me the fuck alone. <laughs> uh, and like, the news director came in and he wanted to start like everything was breaking news. And I'm like, if you make everything breaking news, you remove its value. And then people are going to be like, oh, this is why I don't trust the media. But like, he was gung ho about that shit. Period. 
The mocks, that's easy content, right? So uh, we had a um, we had a tech guy, and he was paid content. Uh, but he was really fucking good. Like I'd watch his YouTube channel if he had. I think he does have one. I can't even remember what his name was. There, there are some that are bogus, but like I really enjoyed the like. Oh man, this dude is totally like chilling for these products that are getting sent to him. But like, it's a good segment. It's well, it's well done. He's funny, and it's usually and because I'm a tech geek. Like I'm usually interested in the stories. So, shop over here. All right, let's. Uh, here's this clip from the five. I'm joking. Um, I mean, Pence, uh, seriously. Yeah. We have this great thing going with Joe. Yeah, yeah. and you just yeah. ruined it. He and did. Come on, man. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do? Come on, man. He confessed to it. Yeah. I mean, he could have just destroyed it. We never would have known. And we have to be fair and balanced and show both sides. I know. Now we have to show both sides. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Pence is so clean. He's so he squeaky is clean. clean. He is clean. It's nothing like the real bad documents that Joe Biden was squirreling away. Do you think he we had a good thing going with Joe. I'm joking. Um, but, I mean, Pence, uh, seriously. Yeah. We have this great thing going with Joe. Great thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he just yeah. ruined it. He did. Come on, man. Come on, man. man. Well, what are we going to do? And then he confessed to it. Yeah. I mean, he could have just destroyed it. We never would have known. And we have to be fair and balanced and show both sides. I know. Now we have to show both sides. Be <laughs> <laughs> like Tim Allen, so show clean. both sides. Squeaky so You live in sexual it's anarchy. Like the real bad documents that Joe Biden was... Does your ass stink? Well, I, can, I got some good advice for you. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. Doomsday clock. Doomsday. The Doomsday Clock, and then we, we send you over to Echoplex. Hey, Doomsday Clock is the perfect story. To end on, to send you over to Echoplex. Virchilovic? Virchilovic. ARI transgender? I'm not. But we love our, our transgender uh, um, brothers, sisters, non-binary folk. Why, why am I transgender? I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> kind of stunned by it. I'm not high enough for this shit. Or the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists says climate change and the nuclear risks stemming from the war in Ukraine are putting humanity at even more risk. The clock is a metaphor for how close we are to destroying our planet. It was set for 100 seconds before midnight in 2020, but now it's set for 90 seconds before midnight. Scientist Steve Fetter explains why. 
in announcing the annexation of Ukrainian territories in September, Putin declared that he would defend them with all weapon systems available to us. This is not a bluff. And in case anyone missed the reference to nuclear weapons, he mentioned that Hiroshima and Nagasaki had set a precedent. Well, that is frightening. Sivan Kartha is a member of the Science and Security Board for the Bulletin of Begrami. the Scientists. What's up, my friend? Uh, Sivan, tell us about what we just heard about Ukraine and uh, President Putin's likelihood um, of, of using any kind of nuclear weapons. But can you talk to us about the other major threads that have contributed to setting the time to 90 seconds before midnight? Absolutely. In addition to the overall collapse of society, I'd there say. are some dangerous interactions between the threats. The fact that um, um, Putin has invaded Ukraine, it undermines the Greater very Russia. basis of global cooperation that we need in order to deal with problems like climate change. Um, there's just this this withering of trust and faith in the idea of global cooperation and climate. What was the in the in the show uh, Chernobyl? Uh, I served the Soviet Union. What was it they they said when they shook hands? I went around saying that for quite some time after that show. <laughs> Jump on the bandwagon. I really liked that show. Climate change, you know, if any problem is a global problem, climate change, climate change is it. We, no individual nation can solve the problem on its own. This has to be done through negotiation and convergence on a common approach that all countries can, can support and can help each other with. It's interesting hearing you talk about the unraveling of trust of, of global cooperation um, and with a little bit of context the, the clock was actually launched back in 1947 at that time students were doing drills underneath their desks uh, i really thought she was going to say students were doing war. drugs we don't feel that way now our students do active shooter drills in, in school uh, at least yeah here in the states how do all of these world threats today compare to that time because it seems to me that the threat of nuclear war felt much more tangible um, back then as opposed to now. It did. It seemed much more in the forefront. Um, but I do think that um, that the invasion of Ukraine has changed that. People are more conscious of the fact that, uh, that a major world leader is making nuclear threats now. And, and I think young people are also much more aware of the other existential threats that... Uh, that they, their, their generation itself, um, is facing um, the the types of just crazy weather on the West Coast that we're seeing, unprecedented things, the horrendous flooding in Pakistan that happened earlier this year that led to a third of the country being flooded, um, the, the droughts and floods that have led to increases in food prices at the same time that Ukraine war has put pressure on food production because Ukraine itself is such a breadbasket. Um, I think people are actually becoming more aware of, of all of these problems and the, the, one of the roles of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists and its doomsday clock is to, is to bring to, to the attention of the public um, the severity of these threats and the extent to which they, they demand the response of, of sort of a, a 
uh, serious and and uh, attentive leadership. Yeah, let's Band talk about that because of course, like I mean, for us, we glove. are on the front lines constantly uh, of wildfires, of hurricanes, of never before or hundred year storms, this kind of thing. But I want to know what your organization, which deals with this, wants to see from global leaders, from corporate leaders, and their willingness or unwillingness to act uh, in regards to the message that this bulletin, that the bulletin is sending. I think part of what we want to see is the leaders we have in power in you know elected position our legislators um to take as a higher priority these really fundamental issues that are civilizational threats such as climate change and nuclear war on, there man. are many problems obviously that our leaders are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis but this these big issues tend to get he's had a facelift hasn't he? um as far as corporate leaders I think that one thing that we really need to take seriously is the idea that somebody in his inner circle as he was gearing up to run for president told him he should get a facelift. He'd look younger on the campaign trail. He did it. That's reading like the conspiracy theorists say it's not the same Joe Biden and they point to like his ears, but like it, that, that does that to your ear. Cause they're like, they've tucked your skin up, right? They told him he'd look younger on the campaign trail. His age was going to be like the biggest factor facing him. They probably sold it as you will look younger than Bernie. <laughs> Get a facelift so you will look younger than Bernie. Oh, yeah. Amy Fireball, what's up, my friend? A ton of work? I don't feel like it'd be a ton of work. But he's had uh, a facelift. I'm not going to fault somebody for plugs. Should, should I come across a TV deal or something that, that paid me well, I would probably get, uh, I don't, can you have hair plugs and do long hair? I, I would look into this. That would be like the only kind of cosmetic fix other than my teeth I'd do. <laughs> Lindsey Graham needs a lift. Well, fucking Mitch McConnell needs a, needs a neck lift. We have some longer term. We're horrible. We shouldn't be making fun of these old men's looks. We shouldn't objectify people. Why? We, we're the woke motherfuckers. Why are we objectifying people? Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Oh, do they cost mad stacks? Money I'll never have, eh? Fair enough. Yeah, I did say TV, like fucking MSNBC. And that's. <laughs> I was riding with a far right radio host from Alabama. I'd, I had done some work for him. And when we were riding along in the car, he said something to me that really, like, stuck with me. 
told me that when Rachel Maddow got her TV deal with MSNBC, that she went to the gym and lost 30 pounds or 40 pounds or something like that. And he, 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 he said it to me as like some kind of a gotcha that she was a phony. And I was like, man, if I was to get a TV deal, I'd probably go to the gym and fucking try to lose 20 pounds. Absolutely. Wouldn't you? <laughs> so I didn't understand what that, what that conveyed to him. Like he already went to the gym because that was when I think we were on the way to his gym so I could film a commercial that he had sold. So like I didn't I didn't understand the critique. It made no sense to me. But right wingers be like that. I don't know. I don't get them. I don't get the mind of a right winger, and that's why I couldn't be couldn't sell out. I can't do the turn and why I left the left and everything and cash in. I can't get the big bucks from the Daily Wire because I don't know how to do it. No idea. Don't work for me, brother. I need to get you a uh, animal video. <laughs> I want to show you this. I want to show you this. This was on, um, this was on Saturday Night Live. Why Justin not want $50 million? Oh no. This was Sam Smith on Saturday Night Live. And he had a gigantic coat. He had a gigantic coat on. He sang his song in that gigantic coat. He had a whole other person in that coat. <laughs> Just a whole other person came out of that coat. And I laughed my ass off. I don't know why that was so funny to me. It was a <laughs> he was concealing a whole other person in that coat. It hatched. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting it. I like the song, though. I like the song. Let me get you an animal video. Oh, I, I meant to Earth's inner core might be reversing, just so you know. Help if I hit the animal videos, but yeah. There's the selection there. Uh you wanna see a tiger sneeze? That's a tiger sneeze. 
Hit us with it, buddy. All I should care about is weed and politics. You don't like the you don't like the tiger sneezing? Bless you. Once again, if I die petting a big kitty. Oh yeah, I, I I hope he's not sick or anything. That's real. If if you hear that I died by suicide or OD, that's the cops making something up. I didn't die like that. I died choking on something alone or petting a big kitty. That that happened. Had a heart attack. That's that's the most likely scenario. Oh, I'm sorry, you got an ad, Porg. Aren't you subscribed? Apologies, you got an ad. I was getting ready to send you over to Echoplex anyway. You can go say hey to producer Dave. Producer Dave Blockman? Tell me about Echoplex being on? <laughs> Says he's like, thanks, bye. I seriously forget how to spell Echoplex? Do I have to... <laughs> I spelled it right. Echoplex at the top of my is you giving me the cold shoulder or something? <laughs> what what is going on? Not even in my list of people over here. Two raid.
watching on Twitch, you're going over to Homozygote. Because uh, I can't raid Echoplex. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's uh, it's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol, live.